1: Hunter Bailey, he might be able to do it. He's on the Body Works Plus guest hotline. You can find him on Twitter, at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. He's a renaissance man. He covers the Charlotte Hornets for the Charlotte Post, and he covers the Charlotte 49ers for the Charlotte Observer. Hunter, we appreciate the time, man. How are you? Doing good, man. Good to talk to you guys. Absolutely. A weekly appearance for Hunter. Talking a lot about a lot of different things going on in the Queen City. I do want to know, though, how the Charlotte 49ers did during this uh, bye week. How productive were they? How necessary was it for Charlotte here, Hunter, as they gear up for their game against uh, Navy on Saturday?
0: Absolutely, man. Beth Betpoji said himself yesterday they needed that bye week. It's perfectly timed. Uh, having having two weeks, an extra week of preparation to prepare for Navy's triple option, that's huge. Uh, obviously, a disciplined thing there. Got to make right run fits because they are going to run the ball a lot. I think this game is going to last about two and a half hours on Saturday. But they did get some rest. Uh, they only practiced two days last week and had a normal week of practice this week, so... Gave the players a chance to get home, get out of the building, and kind of get away for a minute before the final seven games of the season get rolling.
1: Now, Hunter, you did tweet out a Biff Pogey comment that Darrell Robinson, running back that we really like, Darrell Robinson, is not going to play this week against Navy. What's going on with the running back, and is it a bad sign he's ruled out on the Tuesday before a Saturday game?
0: They haven't really specified on any kind of injury for him. Uh, He looked to hobble a little bit on his ankle against SMU uh, this past Saturday, so I'm assuming it's that. Not 100% sure, Uh, but you're right. Rolling him out on a Tuesday, knowing, hey, this guy isn't going to be there. uh, It opens the door a little bit for, for some of the other running backs. Teron Kelman, number zero, will be featured heavily this weekend. And then Joaquin Banga as well. But definitely tough to know in a game that's going to be dominated by the rushing attack that you're missing your
2: number one guy on Saturday. Hunter, it's Wes here, man. And when you talk about this Charlotte defense and you, when you play against the service academies, it takes extreme discipline to stop that triple option attack that they're going to feature Charlotte 10th and the American Conference in run defense right now. And so when you look at this Army team, you know what you – I'm sorry, Navy – you know what you're going to get. They're fourth in the nation in rushing offense – How nervous are you about this defense going up against that?
0: Charlotte's defense has actually held up pretty well in the run department compared to the past few years, and anyone that's listening and that's watched knows that's the case. They've given up some big plays, but overall, they're holding teams kind of within the box. You said 10th in the AAC, and they're going to be tested, right? Navy has a fullback. Fullbacks are back, guys. They have Alex (laughs) Texa. rushing for almost eight yards a carry, leads the team. Navy's rushing for like 258 yards a game, which, I mean, it makes sense, right? If your offense is handing the ball off 90% of the time, you should be top five in the nation, and that's what they're going to do. Charlotte, Charlotte's practicing without a football, and if you guys have played, whether it be high school, college football, you know option practices are the toughest because everyone is getting tackled, and so you know there's a lot of physicality going on at Jerry Richardson Stadium this week.
2: And then so when you look at this team, how has Biff addressed, especially during a bye week, the penalties? They're 67th in all of college football as far as uh, penalties and the yardage that they've given up 269 yards on 34 penalties to be exact. And how much has he attributed some of the uh, misgivings of this season to that? And how has he worked on making this team a little bit more disciplined?
0: absolutely they just keep saying over and over do your job if you do your job the correct way you're not going to get those penalties and there have been some, big, been some big penalties right I mean you think even SMU game not this past weekend but the one before they're giving up face mask penalties when they have SMU in third and long so you're turning field goals or punts into touchdowns and teams are going to continue to take advantage of that until Charlotte puts those pieces together you think A bye week like this gives you time to kind of reflect, look at what you're doing wrong, and try and take advantage of it. And going against a team like like Navy, they've only turned the ball over, I believe it's three times this season. So they're not going to beat themselves, and Charlotte can either. If they shoot themselves in the foot with silly penalties, whether it be in the red zone or on third third and down distance situations, that could be a killer for Charlotte on Saturday.
1: Hunter, you put out a, a really interesting Charlotte 49 er stat thread about a week ago. You talked about some of the PFF grades, just talked a little bit about where Charlotte ranks in the nation, and the conference, brought up some of the leaders. One of the things, though, that you started off with is the quarterback comparison and how about Trexler-Ivy? Just one of the two QBs that Biff Poji uses a lot. He's actually the highest graded offensive player on this team. 80.2 offensively, 77.7 in the passing game. Yet they still roll with Jalen Jones quite a bit. Hunter. Do you see Ivy or maybe Jones, if he continues to rush the ball like he can, do you see Biff Pogi picking a quarterback and rolling with that guy as the season goes on? Or are we going to see this for the rest of the season?
0: I do not. Um, it's, it's looking like it's going to be Ivy and Jones, kind of what they do well. And Biff says it's hard to prepare for, for them like that because each of them can do a little bit of everything. We've seen that Ivy struggles when teams blitz, and they're blitzing over 50% of the time that he's that quarterback. Because they, have, I mean, everything out there is free game, right? They're watching Maryland heat him up and him throwing it into the ground, getting sacked. Every team out there is watching that. I think that they are going to continue to play multiple quarterbacks, and I even think Oklahoma transfer Micah Bowen gets into the mix here soon. He's been practicing with the twos this week. It'll be interesting to see kind of what happens with that because he's got kind of a combination of both, right? He can scramble and get out of the pocket and he's got the ability to throw the ball downfield. But he is raw. So if they can get him in, get him comfortable, and that's the biggest thing with this, right? You're you've been playing two guys, now you're content considering introducing a third. How do you give confidence to these guys like, hey, even if I make a mistake, you know, I might not play again today? And be able to go out there and lock in and really rally with your team because stepping into that quarterback or stepping into that huddle as the quarterback, they're the leader of that group.
1: There are coaches who say that everybody has an opportunity to play. Biff Pogey means it. If you got three QBs in the mix, <laughs> there, there's some people that say two QBs means you have none. What about three, though? Is that going to be different for the Charlotte 49ers as we move forward? Great stuff from Hunter Bailey, as always, making his weekly appearance Wednesdays at 1245. Follow him on Twitter at Hunter underscore Bailey 45. Not only talking about the 49ers, but also writing about the Hornets for the first time this season. Hunter, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks again. Thanks, Hunter.
0: Absolutely. Good to talk to you all. See you next week.